What's up, Bali friends, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now we've been getting up to some fun things. I think I always say that, but whatever. It's fun. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about some hobbies. So, you know, get your paintbrushes ready, get your get your models all situated, you know, ready to go. Sit down and, and let's talk some hobby. But before we get to that, really, I, I need to ask, Brent. What have you been up to the last few weeks? You, you painting some stuff. Oh man, Casey, if I got updates for you. So we're going to start off, as we always do, with the Cabalite Warriors from the Drukhari Army of Warhammer 40k. <laughs> I've been painting some Cabalite Warriors, and uh, I decided to, to give myself a little break because they are getting closer to done. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, I went on over to my local Games Workshop Warhammer store because I wanted to see if I could buy some racks. Now, the Dark Eldar army, it's got the witches, it's got the Cabalite warriors, and it's got the weird torture victims, the the racks and the homunculi, the the prisoners who have been souped up by the the crazy deranged minds of the the Dark Eldar experimentalists. (laughs) So, I go in there because I gotta get a unit of racks. I gotta get this, you know, I'll get... I'll get my racks. I'll use some of the extra bits to uh, mod up some some flood flagellants. Mm-hmm. So that's a word I learned this. Um, yeah, it I'm is. Mod up some <laughs> some flagellants, and then I'll have like a like a big unit of racks. So this is my plan, right? The anyway the 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 store that I go to locally. I have mentioned it on this show many times. It's become a stupid, <laughs> stupid running joke because the guy doesn't recognize me and he very rarely has anything that I want to buy in the store. <laughs> um, so I don't really know if this is an update or not, but I went there to get a, just a little bit of content for this episode. The guy didn't recognize me and he didn't have any racks in the store. And it wasn't that they were sold out of racks. It's just that they don't bother to carry the plastic basic troops for Dark Eldar, so... I don't know, man. <laughs> I the, mean... The... <clears throat> there's a lot of armies like that, like, where they carry a specific set amount of units, of types of units, like the, the forward-facing faction stuff, right? They're like, well, this is the Dark Eldar. You want Cabalite Warriors, and you want those flying barges, right? You want those. That's mm-hmm. why you're here. You're like, no, I, w- I want the sweet stuff. I want the good part of this army. My personal favorite part of that army. Racks and wraiths and, like, the the crazy stuff. Like, they're dark Eldar, right? They're cool. Yeah. But no. No, they're not. They don't, they don't tend to carry the, the really cool stuff. You got to, like, dig deep for that stuff in, like, special order, you know? Uh, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> now, they did have, like, the Talos, which is, like, mm-hmm. a giant war engine that has somehow to yeah. do with torture and steroids i, I don't they're, entirely they're like understand floating it. needle poker guys um, you know right uh, they, i think they're a bigger unit generally they, f- yeah, they feel we're, like we're they've explaining been this very poorly but it's like a tank that is somehow the result of torture and steroids anyway yeah, yeah. anyway a giant flesh bob blob with needles attached yeah. to it my uh-huh. rudimentary understanding of the Dark Eldar Codex is that you cannot include a Talos in your army if you don't have a homunculus and, uh, you know, a unit of racks, but they don't sell them racks at the, at the Warhammer store, I can tell you that. They got the Talos there, but anyway, we can, we can move on. There were, there were some customers in the store. I wasn't there long enough for anybody to say anything, but they were, they were making eye contact, like... People Brent in the store the were like, eh, recognition. I think that might be Brent. Yeah. That, that, that might be Brent over there. I might like, have just made Brent it into an episode of Paint Bravely the Podcast. You're one resource for, what? what's the tagline for this show? To try uh, new things and just Yeah, discover, bravely. you know, paint bravely and, and such. You know. Oh, man, I, to it. I gave this guy a, a brief earful. I was like, you... You don't sell racks. You did the basic troops. You can't sell a Talos, but you don't sell racks. And he's like, "No, no, no but we." And then he's like trying to sell me other stuff. Like, no, I, I came in here with the. I just want the basic troops. For, it's okay. And then I left. And I left. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Now, this is this gets into kind of social etiquette, uh, especially when you're dealing with game stores. Like, if I were to go into an independent game store and they didn't have exactly what I kind of had in mind, I'd find something sure. else to buy. I'm there, want to support the store. But if it's a Warhammer store that just doesn't include the basic products for their most popular game, meh. I'm 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 not uh I'm not looking to to ease my conscience by buying some scourges, you know. Right, and, right. Yeah. <laughs> also a good unit so. though. I like I like those the scourges, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it's interesting. I actually have a I'm planning on going to my local Warhammer uh shop tomorrow. Uh, cause I've, I've just got time. I'm going to go like see a movie and then go stop in because the store's in the same like shopping mall. Right. Um, and I, I, I always enjoy going to my store. Uh, the, the manager knows, knows my name. He watches uh, my videos, always asking about stuff, updates and whatnot, what I'm working on. He's very personable. He's a good dude. Um, and he, he's the kind of person that I think he's worked at a lot of different stores. So he understands like the hobby side of like why you're coming into this store right mm -hmm. it's like well you're hoping that we have that specific thing and of course they don't always but i think that uh the last time i was there i was looking for uh some death guard units some like uh terminators or something and they didn't have them but he, he ended up calling like two other stores in town that are obviously not the warhammer store just to look so i didn't have to drive there that's that's service I like going to my Warhammer store. There you go. Yeah. Now, look, the my guy is nice enough, but sure, uh, I, I got to tell you, get better service at the Panera Bread next door. Like that's <laughs> that's just always a much better experience. I just go in there a little bit angry, get myself a nice avocado, sure, yeah. turkey, bacon club, and right. See, that's more instant have that. gratification yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you get yourself a nice sandwich in, in like five minutes. You're just going to have a better time, right? Like, even right. if you go into a Warhammer store, you're like, man, I just spent $200, and now I have to build and paint all of this. <laughs> like, it's not yeah, instant gratification. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Better start by getting a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> My Warhammer store has a, a fancy pizza place right next to it. it sells yeah. pizza by the slice. <laughs> Look, I've... I've got better updates to share later in this video. Uh, I've mm -hmm. actually created my best creation ever. And I so know. stay tuned if you haven't already clicked off after 10 minutes of rambling about how my local Warhammer store <laughs> is really not worth going to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just how it is, right? It's like a super hit and miss thing, even with like hobby shops in general. Um, yeah. I mean, you would expect something like on the, the basic troop level to be in the store, but this, this kind of also plays into something that I want to talk about a little bit later too. And in, um, kind of starting an army and then finding out that there's like way more to it than I realized, but we'll, we'll get there too. So yeah. But, uh, yeah, you, you made something incredible. I did. I did, and I don't know if we should save this for later or not, you know, kind of tease it out, get people to keep <laughs> keep listening so we can, uh, I don't know, <laughs> pretend like the, the episode gets better as it goes along. <laughs> right, save, the, <laughs> save the, the greatest Newbertown creation for last. I mean, yeah. that's probably I just fair, wanted yeah. to let some people know, like, there's this is a continuing storyline of... Will Brent find something of use at his local Warhammer store? And I feel like, you know, I need to keep putting in the effort. I need to, you know, hold up my side of that bargain by continuing to try every couple of months. Like, mm -hmm. go in there with a with a reasonable shopping list of something they they really should have, and uh, just just right, see right. if we can, you know, get that connection, get that get that easy win. Hasn't happened yeah. yet. One day, one day. <laughs> As as a complete aside that is also related, um, if you do happen to have a Warhammer store in your area and you can't find anything to buy, I almost always suggest look for the rubber mats that they sell that has like the Citadel logo on them because they're like invaluable and they're like $10 in a GW store. Like they're not expensive and they're 
absolutely worth it. They're like the the rubbery matte things that you put down um, to, you know, catch paint and whatever. But I can't tell you how many times I've like not had a mess get out of control, especially for like 3D printing because of of these like rubber mats. Well, okay. there, there. there's a recommendation. Um, yeah, hot tip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a few things that you could normally uh, you know, pick up if you really feel like you need to buy something. You got your Agrax or the shades, your Nolan Oil, your little rubber holders to, so those don't immediately fall over on you and drain your mm-hmm. money away. Uh, those there's are stuff also worth good. picking yeah. up in there. But I've I've really come to the conclusion, like if you go into a store, a chain store of a billion dollar corporation and they don't have what you're looking for you're under no societal obligation to support them like you 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 can just say right, no right. thanks and walk out you can say oh right, no like you, this you is what i was looking you for you don't have it yeah. i'll see you later that, that's fine mm-hmm. yeah 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 because if i'm going into a like a uh you know personal personally owned hobby shop or something i'm definitely going to walk out with something exactly yeah, but that's yeah. that's how I feel. That's how I feel. Yep. Yeah, so that's a good call. I think that <laughs> I know it helps. Like I, I've we've talked about that before, and and I've definitely gotten messages and stuff from like actual store owners. It's like, no, it really actually does help. Like that's that's what they're living off of. They have to have people do that. Like if you go into a hobby shop, even a bottle of paint, right? Like that's all. Everything helps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, all right, give me an update, Casey. What's new with you? All right. Well, okay, so this, this again, like I said, it's kind of branching off of that, like, unit thing, the weird side units. So I started painting some Astra Militarum, or Cadians. Um, and I, I got these in a big set of models that were donated, and I didn't really know what to do with them because I don't really like any of them. Like, uh... The, the commissars and the basic troops and the jungle fighters and the tanks and stuff like they're very basic and it really got me thinking like you know what am i what am i supposed to do with these like i i need to do something with them because i kind of feel like obligated to um and i kind of ran into this thing where like i decided i was going to paint them a little bit differently like more of the way that i'd like to paint things kind of dirty them up and make them like more grim dark right um, which I think worked out, um, and I enjoyed doing that. But the the surprise was when I started looking into this army even more, and I noticed something about Games Workshop stuff, especially, I guess specifically, that there there are like deeper, darker sides of armies that they don't show. Like racks are a good example of that, right? It's it's like this kind of necessary unit, but it's not really, it's not like you can just see it on a shelf, right? Apparently um, not. These Astra Militarum have some of the dorkiest and coolest models that I've seen in Warhammer in a long time. And they're like for sale on their shop right now. Um, I found these like weird vein psychers with just like funny looking dudes in big robes carrying staffs and plasma pistols, but they're like you know, touching their heads, like, doing the psychic power thing, or, like, one of them's got this cool 1980s cyberpunk visor going on with, like, stuff popping out of his head. I don't know. It's, like, stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think represents the Astra Militarum how you see it. Like, the Star Collecting Box is, like, a squad of dudes and, like, a a tank thing and, like, a military guy. And, like, that's all I ever thought that that stuff was. Um, but you know, like I said, going in deeper, man, it starts to open up a weird world. I also bought some ratlings. Just, yeah. just the name itself, like, doesn't even make sense for this army. You seen those the ratlings? You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about with ratlings. I do. Yeah. They're they're very small. They're hobbits with sniper rifles, is my yeah. understanding. Yeah, hobbits with sniper rifles. Like, how stupid is that? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like put those on the box give yeah. me those like why aren't those front and center like look you can have this military dude he's got you know the fancy outfit and the little poofy things on his shoulders and all that cool stuff but then there's hobbits with sniper rifles 
That's yeah. what I want. Yeah, are those a troop choice or? As far as I know, I like I looked <laughs> on Battlescribe and it's like they're right in the list. You can pick them right now. <laughs> like a set of five of them are like thirty bucks. They're sweet. I, I don't know. They are I'm, sweet. I'm, like kind of overly excited about this like discovery I've made, <laughs> and I don't think it's like a huge revelation, but. I feel pretty good about it. Like I finished painting like this start collecting box and some and like I was like, okay, I can see how this is appealing for for certain types of people maybe who like historical wargaming that want to jump into this like universe, you know. But realistically, like it's just not not really for me. Like uh, I don't really care for the jungle fighters. I bought one just cuz. But like I'm not going to do anything with it, I don't think. <laughs> I like Predator and, and stuff, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the decades of history for some of those armies really does have some value because there mm-hmm. are things mm-hmm. buried in the past that are like, oh, actually, this is way more what I'm into. And even if it is still right, a, yeah. a metal model or, God forbid, a resin model, uh, you, you know, it's still an option, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm finding more and more that I actually really like painting metal models. Like there's there's something about looking back at the old books that are like, oh, here's here's like a golden demon winner from, you know, 1995 or something. And it's like, you know what, though, like that's kind of attainable these days. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I can get pretty close to that and like make it look cool mm-hmm. and like especially when you're painting pewter models and stuff, it's like, these are kind of funky. So your paint job's going to look how the model looks. It's, it's a little funky, but like it works. And if you can elevate that with some like modern science, you know, you got your airbrush out, you can do some fun stuff. It's like, wow, these models actually look pretty cool with that newer treatment. And, uh, I, I think that the simplicity of a lot of the older models really appeals to me. Like, they're not overloaded in crap. They have like a couple little things and it's like, Oh, that was actually like enjoyable to sit down in like a couple hours and paint a really cool model. Yep. Yep. Like, I don't know. I'm getting more and more into that. I think probably relic blade did that for me a little bit because like it felt very satisfying to paint something in like an hour that was like passable for me. (laughs) It's like, all right, (laughs) like I kind of want to do this more. So, uh, Part of the appeal, for sure, of, of buying the Ratlings and I got some of the Psykers and stuff um, are that they're all pewter and they're older sculpts. So they have that kind of simplistic aesthetic to them that I, I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely would suggest if you're if you're in that point with, you know, like Space Marines or something, you're painting something from Games Workshop and it's just like there's just too much stuff. Just like go back 20 years, find a model from then and paint that. I think you'd probably be surprised at how much more satisfying that can be in in like an evening. Yeah, man, I go back and forth on pewter models because they do chip a little bit easier Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And they're heavier, so you're more likely to drop them in general, I think. But, man, there's, there's something to it. There's a, there's a timeless nature to them, even if they're new models, there's a... Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's a certain majesty to being cast in metal. I don't like it. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. I I spent part of today painting some some gnomes from Relic Blade, and that was pretty sweet. Mm. Pretty sweet. That yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Like gnomes with sniper rifles, or like blow dart sniper rifles. I'm not actually sure. I think they're sniper rifles and grenades. Uh, the grenadier is is one of the models I was right, working on today. Right. Yeah, she's got a she got a big old musket, and then I think like mm-hmm. four or five grenades hooked on her somewhere. Yep, I got that little guy right here. And I also yeah. had the the relic blade. I don't know. He's he's like a alchemist or something. It's like a gnome alchemist, but he's riding a fox. Ooh! And so he really. So in general, I I like painting uh, potions. Potions okay, are really yeah. fun to paint, and you know I, I watched my. A little Duncan tutorial video on that from five years ago or whatever. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, it's great. Still you, good. Yeah. Yeah. You 
paint the paint the bottle a dark color the liquid a lighter color the meniscus of the liquid uh an even lighter color you know a, a highlight and then dot in a couple bubbles with the highlight color and you got yourself a a funky potion that looks pretty cool and yeah you know it's just a an awesome way to to balance some sweet colors around the model just oh you know, there's yeah. a there's a jar on the hip what what color do we need here on the hip boom bright red there you go i I do find that like bottles and potions are are a good place for like a a, like an extra color like that spot color just to bring in that kind of extra little bit of pop and color that you can place throughout the entire army to kind of tie it together so even if you paint things like a little bit differently oh well you know he's got this like bright pink thing on his hip now they all have that now they're obviously from the same army like that's a a thing that I try and do yeah. whenever I'm painting so the, an army is pick something. The one I was working on today, he's, to be he's the, got like a ladle like or like a wooden spoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, the internet went a little wonky there first, so I don't know if you're talking <laughs> at the same time. But anyway, <laughs> oh, Casey, no. as I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> this gnome has a wooden spoon, and he's got a potion in his wooden spoon, and he's using it as like a sling, and he's just flinging that thing as he's riding a fox, and he's got a bandolier of potions, and he's got a backpack full of potions, and potions hanging off of his backpack, and plus a gnome hat just to round it all off, and a stupid mustache because it was sculpted by Sean Sutter. Because <laughs> yeah, King's the studio. mustache man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought it was actually just, just to bring it up, like, you know, we we met up with him and Malev at, at Adepticon and like you didn't even really recognize Sean because he was wearing a mask. So you couldn't see the mustache. <laughs> so you're like, wait, 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 it, it, Sean, is that? Oh, yeah. No, I see. And he like kind of pulls it down and then pulls it back up. Right. <laughs> That's well, like the thing is, there's, like a, there's another guy that. at the booth. Who, yeah, there's another guy helping him out of the booth who I didn't get mm. a chance to meet or didn't take the opportunity to meet. But he kind of looks a lot like Sean, and he has a, a similar mustache. And Probably I was about to go, about to go say hi to that gentleman, and just like, "What's up, Sean?" And then just Sean He's pulled like, out his mask next door. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh man. It's okay, I've embarrassed myself before. It's it's all right. Right, it's just gonna happen again. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. So, so uh, with all those imperial guards, are you painting them up all in like a unified theme, or are they just a bunch of weirdos, hobbits, <laughs> and psychers? And well, that's that's the eventual idea. I I did start to buy the weird stuff because I'm just gonna build something like, you know, the charcuterie warband of of. Mm-hmm. The Astra Militarum. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to do something stupid, and it's probably going to be psychers and hobbits with sniper rifles. Like, that sounds too good. Um, but no, the the stuff that I did paint, the normal stuff, like, it, it was fun to to paint. You know, I got to try some, some things. I uh, did, like, camo on the tanks, and that was kind of cool. Like, I used Silly Putty to do that, which I've used Silly Putty in the past, but never to do something so specific. And, like, man, that, like, that works really well does it like you just slap silly putty across and then you paint those lines in and then it comes right off in like perfect rounded edges like it's not all jaggy you don't have to come back with a brush and do all this touch up like you can airbrush or brush over it and it's fine Mm. it's like it's a miracle it's a miracle putty i love it (laughs) that is good to know right uh, there yeah yeah (laughs) another hot tip for you silly putty if you yeah, have children, hot tip you of the just day. go steal their, uh, their silly no, putty. I saw I, you I working my on sons. noodle. Working on noodles over there with your silly putty, and that it did look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that was, and that was where I kind of I brought it back. I haven't used silly putty in, in like a good year, but I was painting that uh, you know giant zergling, so um, I had to get in on those panels. So using silly putty to mask that stuff off, like I've always used it as a masking tool for for stuff like that, and like it works really well. Uh, I did enjoy painting that model too. That was a good one. And uh, the uh, previous owner, now owner again, sent me a very lovely letter, and it was uh, it was really nice. And they were they were touched by the fact that I would you know send back the model, and they're already you know they're saying like oh we're already excited to like get back into it you know 
like because they they haven't had time they couldn't do it so they kind of offloaded this this collection um which you know happens that's fine um and my whole sentiment back to them was like here i'm gonna i'm gonna give you this model as just a reminder that the hobby will always be there right you can always come back whenever you have the time whatever it is it's not going anywhere you know you can always pick up a paintbrush you know whenever and uh I mean, I took a, a super long break at one point too, and it's here. Here we are, <laughs> like back in the thick of it, right? Um, so yeah, they were they were pretty happy about that, um, and that makes me feel pretty good. Yeah, I like that model. It was a good one. And noodles looked pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> noodles, the giant termagod, termagod, trigonid, yeah, Tyranid. zergling, whatever. Same thing. That's the word. <laughs> Oh, that's man. the word. What zergling? That's it's just tyrannous from now on. All right, all right. I've got a I've got a brief topic here. Mm. Okay. Hit me with uh, it. I haven't raised this issue with you yet, Casey. I but love it. some of my pro acryl paints. So I've I have previously said that I like pro acryl paints, but I want to just keep this this living review going here. Mm-hmm. A couple of their bottle caps are breaking on me now. And really? I don't know if you've had the same defect, but kind mm-hmm. of uh, on the bottle cap where the threads uh, kind of end and start to turn in towards the cone. Sure. Right along that rim. I've had a, a two or three of my bottles now that's just broken. And so, really? But so this is my, my gray, my dark warm gray is kind of partially open to the air constantly right now. I don't like it. I don't like it. You gotta rebottle that bottled paint. I know. I know. What so the hell? I just wanted to put this uh, observation out into the world that I'm having a couple of my bottle caps on my Pro Acryls break. And I'm curious to know if anybody else has had that experience, but it's uh, it's at least two of my bottles. It might be three. I'm not, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if this is like a thing or not. It's it's uh, if if this is happening to anybody else, I want to hear about it. Or I want these reviews to be to be accurate. We got to crowdsource this information. Yeah, I mean that that huh? I haven't heard of that before. Um, but I mean that sounds like maybe the batch of plastic is is not good for whatever tips you got. Yeah, it's to possible. Lids. Yeah. Um, I haven't had any problems with mine, and I mean I use them literally like every day um man that sucks like to have to rebottle like a decently bottled paint <laughs> right and that's what i may need to do here well i mean if it's busted i suppose you know you could you could actually throw some uh super glue on there just yeah otherwise seal it back up. i was thinking about yeah mix up some milliput and, and you know right. do my my plumbing fixtures repair <laughs> yeah, go here, at it but, hard right uh, <laughs> just just overkill it's a, <laughs> i mean i don't know if this plastic would you would be just, uh plastic it, glue friendly need to but... buy some parafilm to like start wrapping around <laughs> right. here yeah <laughs> that's All a bummer right. though like i i would have i would have actually thought that like at some point because what i'm noticing is happening with mine is that like the more paint that builds up on the tip like when you open it to squirt some paint out, if you don't remove that excess dry tip, mm-hmm. like some of that can kind of start to creep down in to the, uh, the threads. Okay. And like, I could see that being an issue. Cause now you're putting extra pressure when you close it down. It's like pushing down on the threads. And like, I've had that issue where, where other bottles have paint, uh, have broken because of that. And, or like the top of the actual lid on like a Vallejo bottle has just popped off. Um, sure. Because yeah. of that extra paint, so I mean that's kind of what I've been worried about. Not something actually snapping off in the middle. So yeah, it's it's more like yeah. a a crack that's creeping along, and pretty soon just the the cone at the top of the the top right. is just gonna fall off. But yeah, Man. it's it's right where the the threads of the top go onto the bottle. Right. Um, but anyway. Just wanted to throw that out there. That's that's my update on Pro Acryl. I'll be yeah. I'll be following this issue closely in the future. <laughs> well, and if you do, if you have had that issue and you're listening to this, and uh, if you go to YouTube.com/slash/PaintBravelyThePodcast, we'd love to hear about it in the comments below. Yeah, that way Brent could not be the only one. 
because he can't, you know, email the company and be like, oh, these are broken if no one else has ever had that problem. Well, I'm curious. Although it might be worth know? doing. Because yeah. they've, I feel like Pro Acryl's gotten a, a year or two of, of pretty much mostly very positive reviews. And I do like yeah. the paint. For for me, it's just on the edge of being too watery for like out, out of the bottle yeah, for my preferences. Now, to mm -hmm. be fair, the couple of bottles that are kind of partially open to the air right now, they're starting to get that <laughs> right consistency. <laughs> I see what's going on here. <laughs> uh, but but I think they might pass the sweet zone here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, it's going it's to go bad real quick. Um, yeah, that's true. That's, that's probably my only complaint is like putting them on a wet palette like if yeah. I can't leave them overnight, like they're, they're good for Absolutely working not. for like the day that I'm working with them and they do right. last longer in a wet palette than not. So, you know, wet palette's still the way to go, but like you leave them overnight and like, especially the, the blacks or something. If I leave black on there, it's basically just a black wash. Like I can't reconstitute that on the palette. There's just too much moisture in it. So mm -hmm. that's a little bit annoying. I agree with you there. Yeah. But you no, know, I just, just always good to be collecting this information. So I want to hear sure. if anybody has had like critical failures on the caps for pro acryl paints and uh, move, moving on, moving on. All right. Right. Is it time? <laughs> is it time? Can we jump I mean, into I mean, the I best feel, thing I've I ever created like according is. to Instagram metrics and Twitter metrics? Can, can we the get fact in? that, that, that you got such a, a high count on Twitter Definitely points to this being probably the greatest achievement that you've ever had. I, I ever. think. You might be right. Ever. Yeah. I, or you might be right. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you following along at home, uh, Twitter is a hellscape. The only yeah. reason to Scorch develop Earth. a Twitter account is so that eventually you can stab like a corporation or someone right. you don't like it, it it is an it is an offensive uh not i mean it's it it's offensive in every sense of the word it is like offensive but it is also a social media platform designed for you to go on the offense it is right. an aggressive uh a confrontational social media site that is the right. purpose of right. twitter twitter that is why it has been successful um so in the past two weeks, I have had my two best, best, quotation marks, best Twitter uh, posts. Highest ranking? I don't know. Uh, uh, highest number reaching? of likes. There's, there's a lot of ways you can interpret the amount of engagement or whatever. That's true. There's no dislike um, button on Twitter, you know. So since, since we last talked, Casey, I have had my two absolute most liked Twitter posts ever. <laughs> Now, the first one is a classic. It makes mm -hmm. total sense. The, the first one was I said that there should be female space marines. Mm -hmm. And I pointed out that the new Horus Heresy game is 18 legions of dudes. And somewhere, somebody has a unit of Sisters of Silence. And there's a variety of problems with that from representation to just like man, I could really use some more female heads around here. But anyway, <laughs> that is that is a classic Twitter post. Um, now, I, I do truly believe that there should be female space marines, but in <clears> terms <throat> of just, like, pulling out my Twitter knife and just, like, wildly swinging around at the internet, this <laughs> yeah. is the sort of post that'll get engagement, that'll get, that'll get comments, and that will get likes. Because mm -hmm. it was right, it, it, my opinion is right, and and that's why it will get likes because it's right. Now, now, uh, just sorry. <laughs> that's how Twitter works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right now, yeah, um, I'm with you. <laughs> you know, it's it's all relative. You know, my based on our mini painting community, based on the size of my Twitter account, like a like a normal tweet, like a picture of of me editing and like a cat watching me a hundred likes something like that picture of a work in progress uh space marine 100 likes 200 likes something like that now you <laughs> post uh you post a, a a strong 280 character argument for female space marines yeah an egregious affront to the emperor of mankind <laughs> oh that took off 
Uh, now, now, part of the reason uh, that got so much engagement and uh, Twitter kept encouraging people to like and engage with that is because uh, there were some active users in that discretion thread. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point, there, there were like a couple of people who were so against female space marines that like literally hundreds of, of replies from like individual oh, wow. users over the course of like 36 hours. To the point where I'm like, I, sh- as a kindness, should I block this person so they can get some sleep? Like this is this is out of hand. Like, this is <laughs> to a, help like, them not, yeah, discontinually yeah. check Twitter, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Normally, like, if you're involved in like a good uh, internet argument, it's like five or six replies is like right, right. really starting to go above and beyond. Um, I mean, on Twitter, you're, 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 you're so limited, like, though, right? <laughs> yeah, if you're in the, like, hundreds to the uh-huh. point where you, you haven't done anything else for multiple days in a row, it's, it's like... Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, so, as okay, much so as was, I think that that would make yeah. sense to, to block them for their own sake, like, I also think that that's not going to help them. <laughs> so maybe just let them tire themselves out and go take yeah. a nap afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it even crossed my mind like look do i do i respond and be like look in i'm gonna give you an hour to read this to make sure you've read this response and then i'm gonna block you it's for your own good i need you to like take a nap find some other interests right uh Just take you know, that hour to start a new twitter account <laughs> right make a new twitter <laughs> account yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but in an hour i am gonna block you because this is this is not good for anybody. Um, yeah. Like yes, yes, you are propelling my Twitter post about female space marines up to nine hundred and fifty likes, but at what cost? It, they, this is coming at the cost of your health. Like you, you are paying mm-hmm. for this, and and I feel responsible. And the responsible thing to do here is to to block you so you can go have a little nap. Like that's that's the responsible thing you've been up for 36 hours like this this is you can tell the timestamps of every 10 minutes like oh they haven't slept in days like like, uh during this time i have gotten a solid night's sleep but when i wake up in the morning and start scrolling like i i can see that you have not and (laughs) oh man um anyway so that is an example of what I see as like a quintessential Twitter post. Like that, like if you want to grow right. your Twitter account, there you right. go. Start, That's the secret sauce. That's what the entire platform there. is for. Yeah, right. just stoking anger uh, and uh, stoking anger with a with a core nugget of actually being right about female space marines and how it's ridiculous mm-hmm. that they don't exist already and that they will exist at some point and. They, the, they will at uh, some point. I mean, we're going to yeah. get to the point where, where Warhammer is going to be destroyed and started over. And it's going to have to happen at some point. Like, we, we're coming to that. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, as soon as, like, Games Workshop takes a dip and they're just like, man, things just aren't going well. Like, like Warhammer Fantasy Battles, like, man, like, 6th edition, 7th edition. Oh, man, we're just not doing so hot here. We got to shake things up. I blow it all up and start over. Yes. It's possible that they're just uh you know playing cards, and that's their that's their card that they're holding in their hand. That's their. Well, you know they are. Yeah, yeah. Because I think female space marines will sell like hotcakes. Like it I don't is, see why not. it is another yeah. excuse to refresh the space marine lines, which is how they yeah. make most of their money. So maybe maybe they thought about doing that with the Primaris refresh, and they decided no, sure. we're holding that back. That's our that's our emergency money card. But female space marines will sell like hotcakes. It's the correct thing to do. We all need more, Mm -hmm. you know, female heads in our bits collection. Oh, anyway. uh, Okay, just just on on this topic. So I was looking through the the uh, the imperial whatever army list. There is one, just one, female commissar that you can buy for that army, and I did find that to be a little awkward. Um, which also is part of what's annoying about the army in general. Like the, the jungle fighters have female options and I think they're really cool. Like they got like cool GI Jane thing going on. It's cool. Um, and I, I think you can only 
find it from like 15 years ago. It was like Games Day model for some convention. Hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think because I think there was a female Katachan like a couple years ago. The the Katachan yeah. stuff, yes. Okay, and then yeah. uh, they've they've been uh, teasing images of there are more and possibly better options coming for for yes, and, Guard, but that's, and that's true. They are, but I, I don't want to derail the whole thing. I yeah, just, that's, I just that's thought another, I should mention that's that's topic. Okay. Something I found. Yeah. Okay. So. The, my uh, most engagement, most liked Twitter post ever for anyone who cares got 950 likes on the topic of female space marines. And, uh, you know, basically I'm like, wow, that's all right. What a, what a price to pay, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll break a thousand likes one of these days. I just got to think of something spicier, you know, something, that's, something even better, something, something even better, more deranged, more deranged. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just left field <laughs> yeah so uh, to jump right to it i've got a twitter post at 1700 likes right now this is this is far breaking all personal records all twitter records in for miniature painting anything i i have i've done it i've cracked the code i've made something stupid enough that sticks in the brain <laughs> in all the wrong ways yes and uh That's a good way to put it <clears throat> For all of you for waiting a, for the secret picture. here, night goblins slightly converted to be wearing clownfish onesies. Boom. Boom. The, the night goblins in their stupid little cloaks or their, their robes, except the, the kind of along the back of the robe and then on, on the hood of the robe, just converted to look like an Ocellaris clownfish, a, a Nemo fish, if you will. Yeah, for, for the layman's yeah. out there. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> what, what, what's the father's name? Marvin? Melvin? Marvin. Okay. Yeah, Nemo and Marvin. Probably won't. No, it's Merlin, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have... Two children, and I've seen that movie more times than I can count. But uh, mm -hmm. no, I don't remember his name at all. Is it Marvin, Marlin, yeah. or Merlin? Why uh, would it be Marlin? Turns out, That's like Nemo, fish. Nemo was barely in that movie. Ne Nemo, oh is for sure, the, the MacGuffin of that movie. And yeah, exactly. the main character, forget his name. Yeah, I worked at a tropical <laughs> know, right? fish store when that movie no, came it's, out. It's we'll, Dory, we'll talk about obviously. that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, anytime so, uh, we get into some fish tank stuff, I'm all about it. I want, I want to hear, hear some more of that, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, a fun little project with just a little bit of green stuff. Uh, padded out the, the hood of the goblin's cloak, uh, cape, robes. Padded out yeah. his, his back to try to get the fin shape in there. Sprayed the little bugger's orange. Uh, put those white stripes in the in the right places, and yeah. from the side, the stupid goblins look like clownfish. And then you turn them around ninety degrees, look at them head on. It's just a stupid goblin face. It's all angry in there, <laughs> like right in the chest. Like if they're wearing a freaking like sports animal outfit, like a mascot, just a face in the chest. <laughs> well, so. So first off, I'm not just bragging about my 1,700 likes on Twitter. I mean, no, uh, what I'm really doing is, is saying that <laughs> humanity has redeemed itself by, by reacting to those stupid goblins in that way. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I was convinced that the, the only road to success on Twitter, as defined by people saying that they like your picture, is, is, to, is to post spicy conflict garbage uh but it turns out if you just post a really stupid paint job you can you can break through all those barriers and just really bring a little bit of deranged joy to 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 people and yes uh i posted those clownfish goblins those goblins wearing their their clownfish onesies i put those on instagram and that's my best instagram post now too so Yes, I have to make a dang video about goblins wearing clownfish onesies. <laughs> oh, uh, I can't wait. I, seriously, I can't wait. I, I gotta know how you did it. 
Like, yeah. how, How'd you, how do did it? you get these fish shapes? Did you find fish? Did you glue fish on the back? Are they real fish? And, of course, the most important question is, how big is the tank? Yeah, I know. That's, that's the comment. That's how you get that engagement. You're oh, just yeah. pulling back those old jokes, you know? You, you got to. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That, that just seems ripe right there. It's low-hanging fruit. Right. It's good to go. That's a good Twitter post there. If if you can really make uh, you know PETA angry, then you can, you can get that Twitter engagement. Yeah. That's true. Actually, that's a good point. It, it, that would be amazing, man, if you get PETA involved. Like, yeah, you, you're going somewhere. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Stir it all up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still never going to get over that whole thing, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's still the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> uh... I put that beta into a 15-gallon tank, and he lasted, like, three months before he died, so... That's about the average, right? Like, that's not I mean, they they only last, like, I think, like, two years is, like, decently long, and if you're buying Mm -hmm. them from Petco, which I did, like, they're at least, like, six months when they've got their fully grown fins, and they're in those tiny little cups that they sell them in, with the, like, weird blue juice that they sell them in. Yeah, Right? It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I do have an Ocellaris clownfish next to me here. Old Albert I got on Craigslist in 2008. So, uh. So, you know, maybe that should be part of it. It's like, uh, hi, I'm Brent, and I'm obviously capable of keeping <laughs> fish alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> clearly, I've had these fish for a long time. Uh, I'm just going to jinx this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Next week. Turns out. (laughs) He lived with a really weird guy in South Boston for three or four years, and I bought him, and he lived with me for 14 years, and and he looks hungry. I should probably feed him. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just get the footage before, you know, so that you have that, like, it's just a quick thing. You don't have to, like, you know... (laughs) You're like, oh, I had to go out and buy a new one. It's obviously not the same fish. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, we're we're all slaves to the algorithm, and the Goobertown Hobbies brand, it's just all going to be goblins in various animal onesies from here on out. So nobody I mean, take I mean, it. It's mine. Sense. I thought of it first. But, uh, you know. Yeah. If you want to pay homage to, you know, clownfish onesies, goblins, mm-hmm. you know, welcome mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Man, well, I, I love love to see what you come up with, but don't you don't you muscle in on my my Twitter monopoly on goblins and stupid animal <laughs> onesies? That's all I ask. Uh, yeah, I, now I just want to take like a I don't know like a, a toy fish, and I'll just like cut the head off, and I'll wrap some string around it, just attach it to the top of the goblin, and be like, "This is this is what you meant, right? This you is better this close. Not. Like you this, better this not. little goblin's got like a shark head. Like look at that. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna do it. I gotta do it." <laughs> See how far that goes. <laughs> That'll be the commentary. I'm just paying homage to Goober Town. It's like this taped on head. It's Petey. Uh, you get those fake rivalries going on in the oh, social for sure. medias. I'm coming for yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it, man. I'm going to try to <laughs> see which one works. <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to transition yeah, like here. Uh, coming back to... I like these running jokes, or running pet peeves, but mm, yeah, the Night Goblin set, mm-hmm. a sprue for the Night Goblin set has like eight repeats of the same bit on it mm-hmm. of the one of the goblin arms holding a quiver, and yes. there is one variant of that. The goblin arm holding the quiver, there's a couple variants of the goblin holding a bow. Uh, but there's like no option to put a quiver on the goblin's back and like have like a empty hand or anything. It's if the right. goblin has a bow, the goblin is holding a quiver. It, yeah, it's it's and, reaching back or whatever. Uh, maybe is that how it's supposed to put it? No, no, I think it's just holding it off to the side. But anyway, <laughs> I mean there are, but I, I got something out here. I should uh, probably pull out. The the goblin sprue has like six or eight copies of the same exact bit on it. And this is a pet peeve that I will continue to harp on whenever I see it. If you're a company and you are spending the tens of thousands of dollars to get a, you know, a mold made for polystyrene sprues, Mm -hmm. 
take take the time to like make some slightly different bits like you should not be putting repeat bits on that it does seem like a waste right like right because why i mean i i I, okay like i understand that those kits are old Mm -hmm. they've been reboxed several times and they were hand sculpted back in the day and you know whatever but like not that old (laughs) were they i don't think they were 3d sculpted though there's been a couple of kids of it might have been right on the border of might have been right on the border i don't know still yeah st- either still. way not really yeah. a good excuse for it to just make a slightly different quiver put put an extra arrow right. in there make I, the angle of the wrist I, slightly different so that it doesn't look like they're all holding the exact same quiver at the exact same angle you know like it's well, like the archers, especially like you line them up and put them in on square bases, like in a block, and they yeah. are all the exact same angle. Like every single one of them is holding the bow at pretty much the same angle. Um, some of the newer ones, like the the Warcry, I think they have a kill team one, and some other ones that are like definitely different. Like the archers, they're holding them kind of sideways and down type thing. Um, but it would be nice to have some like options for that because. Yeah, I have like forty of those, and they pretty much just look identical. <laughs> so this is this is a quick point, but anytime oh, yeah. I see a sprue that has multiple repeats of, especially like arms, if there's multiple repeats of heads or arms, it's just like what what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? The the price of this sprue compared to the like what you're paying your sculptors. Tell that sculptor you then you need another quiver on your desk by the end of business. Like tell that sculptor, <laughs> right, <yeah>. like, <laughs> but sir, like, this is going to take me a week. <laughs> God, I don't. No, care. it's not. We both know it's going <laughs> to take you two hours to like put a couple more arrows <laughs> in that quiver. Like you, this, this seems like a like a job for someone who can do that. That can then, I don't know, yeah. sell bits, extra bits. That are just of slight variations and somehow also be part of the company that won't then sue them. Yeah, that'd be good. It would be nice. Yeah. Well, That's um, what we need. Upgrade packs for goblins. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, the, the last time I complained about this was uh, when I was putting together some conquest minis. And right, yeah. especially like the dwarves, uh, there's, if again, a, a block of miniatures they're all standing next to each other like mm. all in nice little rows and columns so it's really obvious if they're holding above their head a very very distinct axe or very right yeah <laughs> uh, just there should not have been two of the exact 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 axe on that sprue but there definitely shouldn't have been three of them you know like it's right yeah bury that up bury that up <laughs> Like, I, I can definitely forgive, like, some bodies that are a little similar if, like, the arms, legs, and head are all different, because it, yeah. it's kind of hard to tell. But, yeah, when you start getting, like, well, three of these guys are in the same pose, that's that's a little weird, since there's only ten of them. Right. Exactly. Ah, it's, <laughs> like, a feel-bad kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's not fun. It's not, it doesn't, like, add to the immersion of, like, the point of what you're doing, Right. right. We we yeah. advocate for a better future for miniature painting. So anytime mm-hmm. we see sprues with repeats of the exact same bit, that's gonna cause the silhouette of the miniature to look exactly the same as the silhouette of the miniature next to it. We're gonna be like, hey, m- maybe put a mace in in that kit. Maybe right? have a maybe have a gold goblin just holding a single arrow in his other hand, or or two arrows, or. An empty right. quiver because he's an idiot and he forgot his arrows <laughs> at home. Like this is yeah, yeah. that empty quiver is even easier. Like you just <laughs> you take, take the bit those, you already have and feathers. cut off the arrows. That's easy. Like, <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you already have the capability of doing that. Like that's the answer. Is you just do that? And he's like, oh no, I have none. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's that's actually pretty clever. Not as clever as clownfish, though. Ooh. Oh man, man, it's a it's a whole new era. Just, just and and I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it, dude. I I think I could I do mean, like a hammerhead next? one. Just put some like hammerhead yes. sharks. 
Yes. And and I was going through all the different possibilities. You know, people are gonna want to see Dory. They're gonna want to I mean, see yeah. um Jacques, who's like a shrimp, I think. So that might be harder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh he's like a French shrimp from Australia somehow. It's, it's a thing, right? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he floated all the way across. The oceans. Oh, I gotta get the really recognizable ones. And then I just gotta have one with like stupid cat ears, you know, that'll be good. Uh, I mean, that seems like an easy enough conversion to be like, oh look, he's got like cat ears and a little goblin head. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like you give him fl- the like the, the ultimate ones he is like the floppy bunny ear one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. And then, course. then you can put put on a little nose with some whiskers and like you got it all transformed right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you definitely draw on the whiskers like like face paint, like really dumb face <laughs> right. paint. Yes. Exactly. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see where this takes you. I think that uh things are bright. Look. Future's bright for Goobertown animals. Back to the back to the main topic. It is possible to just put out some some wholesome pictures of fun minis that you painted and get a good response uh it Mm. is possible to occasionally succeed on social media without uh just kind of start positivity yeah yeah and in 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 a very real and not joking way that does bring me a a little bit of hope (laughs) right (laughs) no there, there are good people out there it's just the internet is full of you know everybody else Yep. Yeah. And that's, that is a bit unfortunate, but you know, I, I don't know. I think overwhelmingly, like even through Twitter, like it, everything's mostly positive for this, like as the hobby in general, right? Like we're on a positive uptick. We've been kind of for a while, you know, there's, there's obvious outliers out there, but overwhelmingly positive. So I painted a uh, a rainbow space marine yesterday. <laughs> I know, and you got an overwhelmingly positive response. <laughs> I, I got about six to one positive response. <laughs> that's that's real. Those are numbers. Statistics don't lie. <laughs> yes, I did read a lot of the not so good comments and people yeah. being complete jackasses on that. Uh, but you know what? More more people than not were supportive and it is true positive. it is true yep and uh actually i think that was fairly consistent with what i saw last year during pride month uh yeah. so it was you know looking at once you get hundreds or thousands of thumbs ups and thumbs downs the the ratio of like six percent open-minded tolerant welcoming people six six of those for every one uh I, I think turd is is the name. So turd. Are you just calling him that or is that an that actual correctly? person? Yeah. Turds. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Turds. Yeah. Yeah. But shitheads. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I know you don't want to say it. I'll say it. <laughs> and, and it is, it is uh, heartwarming to know that there are more, uh, welcoming, open-minded, tolerant people out there than there are turds. So, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that's that. generally the case. That's that's kind of my point. Like the internet's oh, still the oh. internet, but right. I I still feel like we're in a good spot. Like, <laughs> like things are going okay. <laughs> the, the balance is still on the right side of things, mostly. Right, right. We're okay. still still a lot of turds out on the internet, though. You're gonna have that. Oh. Yeah. Um. It reminds me of a, a song that I wish I could play on this podcast. I, I think we'd get in trouble if we did, but uh, if you haven't heard of the band Bloody Wood, there's a really good song called Donna Don. I'll try and make sure that's linked in the description, but uh, if you are a turd, I'd like you to go listen to that song. Thank you. Uh, sorry to all there. the turds we've offended. Uh, <laughs> Past the hour mark, and no, it's, we're fine. Don't be a turd. Uh, <laughs> no, if you, even if you're not, it's a cool a song. You should, you should listen being to a it. Turd and we'll be here when you stop being a turd yeah that that's basically what that song is yeah that's okay. literally what that is well it's like you leave look, that link i'll check it out man i think i think you should i think you'll you'll enjoy it it's uh some good old uh you know folk metal from the land of india very good yeah well 
On that note, thank you again for joining us in another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Talk to you next time.